Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2 of 40-ish. Or we'll call this the uh, episode where Jason clips the entire intro. Look yeah. at that. Well, I think what happened as well yeah, is I moved my mic. <laughs> well, yeah, I peeked everybody's mic through their headphones. That's what's pretty good about it. Right. Uh, I adjusted levels and moved the mic, so now move the mic back, and now Season 2 doesn't look as bad, but it's still pretty bad. Eh, anyway, uh, so welcome, everybody, back to 40-ish. I uh, want to just say hi to Lance and hi to John. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Yeah. We're here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. You're good. <laughs> we also want to welcome in a, a, a uh, oldie but a goodie, and that's not a commentary on his age, even though he's old. Uh, Mr. Josh Holmberg, welcome back to 40-ish. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, tonight, because I always bring snacks, I thought I'd bring avocados. Ooh, that sounds good. It's an interesting choice, given the season. So you know, I was thinking, kind of um, I'm trying to lose weight right now. All so right, that thought I thought that would still be something decent. Yeah, uh, have you have you done the avocado choice, on the wheat so. toast with the uh, with the egg and the hot sauce? It's better than butter, man. Just avocado, just avocado really on toast. Is. You don't need to put anything else with it. We're not millennials. Exactly. So. Avocado toast yeah. is good. Actually, just yeah. avocados. Well, yeah. you know, you just skip oh, the yeah. bread yeah. all yeah. together. Just right on a spoon. Uh, it's slimy. To me, then it hits a slimy level, and I'm not about that. Like, if you cut it up in salad, it's okay unless you come across it and you're not expecting it. Then it's a problem. So, anyway, uh, we want to welcome in our guest, uh, uh, this young lady, who's our age, but I'm going to go with young lady anyway. Uh, also, an alumna of Waverly High School here in It's alumnus. Come on. Not if it's Use your woman. English. Oh, that's alumna. right. You went to Waverly, so... <laughs> English is good I as well. I've done well yeah. in English. Uh, I'm not going to butcher the millions of things she does well. I'll have her do that herself. Not the butchering, but the introduction. Uh, Liz, welcome to 40-ish. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to talk to all of you at the same time. <laughs> you may regret that statement. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Well, before we get to too deep into what we want to talk about on today's podcast, will you do us a favor and give us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Okay, sure. Um, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I actually, you know, of course, graduated. Um, well, I graduated from Grand Ledge High School, but we were all together at one time uh, at Waverly High School. But um, I ended up moving from, you know, Lansing to Oklahoma back in 2002 and um, start a family, ended up you know, being able to stay home for a little bit. And I started teaching in 2006. Well, fast forward, you know, about three kids later, and um, I ended up... Is that a unit of measurement now? Yep. About <laughs> how many kids you have. That's All right. That's back to the future. Well, checking. I, went, I went 14 kids back. <laughs> Jesus, Lance. It's not a clown car. Sometimes I feel like I have six kids and I really only have two. Yeah. Just two. Well, um, I ended up you know, going to law school in 2010. And it was post-divorce, you know, with kids. And um, I graduated from law school in 2012. And as a single mom and two, you know, kids at home still, I, I was practicing law, you know, full-time for a firm here in Tulsa, that's where I'm at. And I, I liked the fact that I could help people, but I, I didn't like the fact that um, a lot of the people that I was helping really, you know, ended up with 
huge legal bills, you know, at the end of mm-hmm. our cases and our representation with them and, uh, and for them. And I, I spent a lot of my time, you know, really wrestling with that. Cause I think, you know, the whole idea of providing legal services is that you, know, you do want to help people. And that's the reason, you know, I went to law school. So I quit practicing in 2014. I went back to teaching. And since that time, um, I had opened right in 2014, I opened my own practice and I've you know, been practicing law part time at the same time I've been teaching full time. And the way that I've been practicing is really in a limited scope manner. And so that's um, the whole idea of my firm. And I've opened recently a virtual, you know, scope, pra- a virtual practice um, that continues with that limited scope or unbundled you know, legal services that provides access to justice you know, for Oklahoma residents. So that was the biggest thing that took us um, to a level of interest for the podcast, which was the whole idea that you had this online. It's more than a portal. It's an actual law firm online, correct? I mean, it's it's partnered or run through your actual brick and mortar law firm, right? Is that correct? It is. And actually, you know, I don't have a brick and mortar firm because I've practiced mm. out of my home since, you know, 2014. Um, but it's a, in a limited capacity, meaning I don't go to court. You know, I don't go to court with people because I teach, you know, full time, which, I, you know, teaching is a passion for me, too. And I, I love being able to work with children and work with families, um, but also be able to continue to help people um, who are, in my opinion, under, you know, underserved in mm-hmm. our state, in our community. And um, actually, you know, a lot of statistics, people can argue with statistics, but Oklahoma, I don't think people um would argue with the fact that Oklahoma is one of the lowest ranked states so far for, you know, for access to justice. And that's, that, that being, you know, said, what I mean by it is that there's a lot of people that, that really need representation if it's through, you know, document assistance and legal advice, but they don't qualify for legal aid, you know, financially, but they really also don't want to have to file for bankruptcy after, their divorce or their family matter, you know, their guardianship or some other you know type of legal problem that they have. So, mm-hmm. so I know other states, you know, offer virtual legal services, and I, I thought, you know, given the scope of my practice and the way that I've been running it for the past four years, it, it would just you know fit really well with what I've already done. Now, what type of what type of law do you kind of focus on, or is there any type of you know one kind of focus that you do kind of lean towards or oh primarily it's it's family law okay. so divorce and paternity um guardianship um you know i do estate planning as well but a lot of times you know after people have divorce have divorces then they end up you know needing to redo their estate plans their wills their trusts um you know their durable powers of attorney and there's lots of different ways that you can handle you know property after divorce to make sure that, you know, everything's taken care of, because a lot of times people don't think about, you know, how their estate has changed, you know, once, once that marriage has been dissolved. Now, is it only for, I mean, is it only for Oklahoma residents or is it a, you know, nationwide thing? I mean, that is statewide or state by state, isn't it? Oh, it is. Okay. Yes. I mean, Oklahoma, I'm only licensed in Oklahoma, okay. so okay. I, I really can't provide, you know, legal service to, to a resident outside of the state. Okay. Um, but I do know, you know, there are other, there are lots of places online where people can um, log on and they can pay, you know, LegalZoom or different you know, places to get their forms. But what I offer is an actual, you know, like consultation. It's 
sort of like this, only, you know, I'll do a virtual consultation that's, you know, through a secure service so that we can, you know, meet face to face, but just through the computer. Um, I'll do phone consultations. If someone's local, you know, here in Tulsa or the surrounding area, I'll meet with them in person. Nice. So I'm, I've been kind of looking at all the, the services that you provide. And I mean, it's pretty, for those who don't know, you can go to the Oklahoma internet lawyer.com plug. Um, <laughs> where my thing is I'm, I'm looking at all the different family laws and the estate planning. Here's here's my question that kind of comes up uh, in my brain. And that is when does someone know they need to talk to a lawyer? Um, you mentioned something like legal zoom, which for most people, they, they're not, always aware, but that's a place to get documentation. Like if you're going to start an LLC or trusts and it lets you fill out all the paperwork, which still has to be submitted and all that. When does someone know, or when would you advise that they reach out to a lawyer um, versus trying to do it all themselves and getting deep into the weeds? Well, it completely depends on, you know, on their comfort level. Uh, a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, people will watch a bunch of legal shows on TV and think that they know the law. I mean, that's not at all. I mean, I have watched Columbo a lot. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I've been watching a lot of rewatching a lot of Breaking Bad, so I'm totally the Saul Goodman type right now. You no, you're not. You're closer to Matlock than anything else. No, I think um it's best to consult an attorney before you you know, purchase forms from, you know, from some form bank or, or from, you know, place online that's just going to provide you forms because I've seen a lot of people um, not understand that they need to disclose, you know, certain financial assets and debts. Um, they're, they're just misinformed or they're not sure. So it's, yeah, I do offer consultations, you know, for $50 for 30 minutes and that, you know, would give some time to sit down, you know, and just decide whether or not they you know, are comfortable enough moving forward on their own, or if they you know need some help drafting those forms to make sure that you know what they're providing to the court is is accurate and you know covers all the bases. That makes sense. I mean, for me, I mean, I've got so many questions, and I'm not going to be able. I'm not Liz. I'm not paying you the fifty dollars right now, so we won't get too deep into specific information about this. <laughs> but uh, did you just say perspific? Perspific. I'm drinking bad water. Oh, it's the water's fault now. Yeah, I, I'm totally blaming it on the water. And you're and in Portage. Water. You should have the better water. It's pretty good water, just not behaving well tonight. Anyway, um, for example, the question I would ask is uh, our little venture here, uh, this podcast. Yeah. Is it a business? Is that something we need to protect intellectual property on? Or yes. Is that, well, Yes, to, uh, well, to an extent, because it's a digital form where you're in Michigan. She's in o Oklahoma, Jason. She can't. Uh, that's why she can. He, he's saying hypothetically, if you yes. that's something he would need to contact a lawyer about. Lance. Right. Pay attention. Right. Take notes. Take notes. There will be a quiz later. That was actually going to be my advice. Well, I absolutely cannot give you legal advice in Michigan, um, but I'm sure that there are you know business attorneys in Michigan, intellectual property attorneys in Michigan who you could reach out to and they could definitely give you some advice there it was just really ironic that we were having you on the show today uh because in a couple of the uh the groups that i'm part of for this podcast experience that's actually what they've been talking about especially with people that have uh, multiple hosts and who has ownership and 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 uh and it's levels of trust where that doesn't happen with us i mean we have a 
I mean, we've got decades of friendship behind this. We all know where each other's live and where each other's moms live, for God's sake. So we're, we're okay there. I just wondered about, uh, you know, your, your kid's dog walking business or something like that, whether it actually has to be incorporated as a business or not. I don't know. I, I always, those things always roll around in my head because I have zero knowledge about these things. And that's why I'm glad that someone like you is able to provide that sort of help for people that know to seek it out. You know, Jason, um, when you've got probably yes, 18 listeners instead of the two that you guys talk about all the time, I think that's <laughs> right? going to be where it's really, right. really important to protect all of this knowledge, this data that you have. So I think that's a great idea mm-hmm. that, that you definitely move in that direction. We probably will. We're actually, uh, as of today, we're celebrating uh, 4,100 individual downloads. So yay us. Congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. It's a big deal. We're having fun with this. We are having a lot of fun. Except when John's mean to me, then I cry secretly into it. Well, not so secretly. Now. Well, that's pretty regular. That's like every episode. So, yeah, but my thing is I'm, I'm stacking the responses and just one episode. I'm just going to be like, blam. And everybody's going to be like, holy crap, what's wrong with that guy? And then yeah. I'm dormant for a year. We know that's not going to happen. Right. You're not, right. You're not that tough anymore. You're old. Yes. Yes, I am. Liz, talk about the dichotomy between being a lawyer and a high school math teacher, because I'm I'm struggling to see it. I appreciate the love and the passion behind teaching, but there had to have been some sort of love and passion to get into law as well. And I'm just trying to figure out how those two met. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked because I was the only math major in my law school class that actually <laughs> But, you know, I, I see the, the type of practice that, you know, that I do, which is family law. I mean, I work with families. I, you know, I, I like to, you know, to think that what I, what I argue for is what's in the best interest, you know, of my client, which hopefully is in the best interest of the children, you know, involved. And so um, teaching, you know, really... I, I teach high school, so I teach geometry in the morning, and I, I actually run a STEM lab in the afternoon for a local high school. And it's um, I, so I teach ninth through twelfth grade, and kids at that age they're so full of hope, and they're so fun, you know, to be around. I think that they you know, really keep keep me young and keep me you know just looking forward and excited you know for for our future and excited about you know the new technology and the new you know dreams that they have and their perspective on life it's it's just really fulfilling to me so I I find it really hard you know to think about walking away from that when I've you know found something that i that I do love. But on the other side, I also love my law practice and I feel that, you know, I'm providing a service and I, and I think both industries are service professions, period. You know, I, I see Mm. the practice of law as a complete service profession, just like teaching is. And so, um, I, I want to use the knowledge that I have and the skills that I have to really help people and help their families in their situations. Do they ever, do they meet like statistical analysis in any of the particular, you know, items that you're taking care of for someone or are they still kind of uh, uh, separate? Well, no, I haven't done a divorce for any of my students, parents or anything. <laughs> so no, I mean, <laughs> that, that would be, be a little weird. <laughs> Maybe, but probably it'll probably eventually happen or one of your students at some point, it'll, it'll probably happen. Perhaps. And if I can help them, you know, at that point, I'd be more than happy to do that. 
I mean, to be able to to have them feel comfortable enough to come to me if they need help in a situation like that. Because, I mean, having been divorced myself, I know that is you know one of the hardest things that you can go through. I mean, your whole life gets turned upside down. And um, to have someone who's knowledgeable about the law, who can, you know, look at you and say, you know what, the law is here to protect you. And let me tell you, you know, how, how that can happen. And that's one thing I love about, you know, practicing law is just informing people so that they can feel more comfortable about their situation, answer these unknowns and these questions that they have. You're to be commended for what you've accomplished. I mean, that's just phenomenal to think that you've gone through something traumatic like that. And then you just rebuild yourself start this new chapter in your life and you've got these two very separate things going on and those are careers so you've got like you're like dual careered you're dual majored but you're dual careered as well it's just amazing well thank you so much (laughs) that means a lot coming from you because i respect you so much thank you Hell of a lot of respect going on here. I don't know how to handle all this, John. You want to say anything about? No, Jay. <laughs> no. <laughs> you want to learn here a little bit, John? <laughs> no, I give respect to people who deserve it, Jay. I'm just, I'm just wondering where the respect went wrong. Yeah, I, you know. Anyway, hey, Liz, I, I was looking at your website, and um, part of me chuckled that every time I look this up, I'm looking at oil, and I don't know. Uh, Oh, what what happened with the, the and I'm not a graphic designer. That's John's world. But the the OIL is just it's throwing me. <laughs> it's throwing it's you. Throwing. OK, because I've gone back and forth a whole bunch with this and I wasn't sure uh-huh. if I should rebrand, you know, because I'm like, well, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm a petroleum attorney. I mean, I know nothing about that. Not my wheelhouse at all. Um, I don't want people to think, oh, the Oklahoma internet lawyer, my Facebook's been hacked. Is she going to help me with that? I mean, not at all, (laughs) but I do. Um, But what I have noticed is that um, people have come up to me who, you know, colleagues from school, you know, different friends and they're like, how's that virtual law firm that, you know, that you're running? How's that going? It's, it's oil, the Oklahoma internet lawyer, right? Because I'm, I'm assuming that they're they're just remembering oil, which is pretty easy to remember. Where the Oklahoma Internet sure. Lawyer is a pretty long name, um, and I wanted I wanted my for, like I wanted my name and my trademark to be um, to be or my trade name to be you know easy easy to remember, but also mm-hmm. you know set me apart. Like oh, th- I'm not you know, this is something that I practice that's online. You know, it's a completely virtual model. Um, it, like I said, if you're local, I, I can meet with people, you know, face to face, but it seems to save everybody a lot of time um, to be able to meet virtually. And I, I just, I like the model. I feel like it's convenient for people who have busy schedules. You know, they've got kids, they've got mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. It We can meet in the evenings and on weekends and just around those schedules. So, um, so my husband and I, so I got remarried, I got married in April and my husband and I in July were thinking up names and we came up with, you know, the Oklahoma internet lawyer. And it was actually my older brother, Jason, who designed that logo yeah, for me, which Josh that. knows Jason very well. I didn't know he designed that logo. <laughs> he didn't know. tell we me know. that. We all know Jason. Oh, we do. It's been a long time. He did. I was I was at his house visiting him this summer, and I said, "Okay, I've come up with this, you know, trade name, the Oklahoma Internet Lawyer. I need a logo. Can you help me?" And he's like, "Oil, it's perfect." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know," because it, it kind of threw me too. But I've just found it helps people remember well, it. 
he's down in Texas, right? So he's thinking oil all day. (laughs) Exactly. In Oklahoma, people know oil too. (laughs) Well, I was thinking if you had put the T there, it would have been toil. And I don't know if that would have helped at all. Well, I gotta, I I gotta ask though. I mean, you're talking about your model. No, I get it. That internet or that uh, online model. Did you have anything, any other um, law firms that you, that you had heard of that had that type of model that you kind of, that you kind of you know patterned your own model after or is it something that is like completely new and you know completely pioneering and um, you know for you know this type of no i i wish i could i wish i could say that i was a pioneer but no there is um, a great attorney out of arkansas um, she came over for, a, it, it was a solo and small firm conference that we had here in Tulsa this past summer. And I listened to her speak, her name's Brooke Moore, and I was riveted. And I thought, this is exactly, you know, what I need to do. I, I actually, in 2014, I looked up, um, you know, a virtual, I looked at a virtual law model actually in 2014, the same year that she started her firm. Um, and and I, you know, tried to really put together, you know, the numbers and the pieces and what I'd need. And I bought some books on, you know, a virtual, you know, law model for for uh, family law. But at the time, I mean, it was so expensive. And I, you know, I just left the firm I was working for, was looking into going back to teaching. I was a single mom. I just couldn't put, I just couldn't take that risk, you know, at the time. And so, um, she is the one that, you know, this summer when she came and she spoke about, you know, the need for virtual legal services, you know, and this, you know, a limited scope model or the unbundled legal services. And basically what that is, is um, providing, you know, these ser- these legal services at a flat fee. So usually when you go to a lawyer who provides, you know, full service, I, you know, I don't know what your experiences are, but um, I, I know my own and, you know, most of my colleagues, you know, in, in at you know, the Oklahoma bar that, that provide full service, I mean, you can't put a number on how long it's going to take to resolve their their legal issue because you could have hearing after hearing after hearing. And so you take a retainer and then you bill against that retainer. And then when that, you know, gets to a certain amount, then you have to take, you know, more. So, you know, a divorce could cost someone $60,000. It could cost them $1,500, which is, you know, if there's kids involved, that's, that's my flat fee, but you never really know. So you, you don't know the costs up front um, if you're going with a, a traditional full service model. And with that being said, there's definitely, you know, instances where a full service model is the right model. You know, and when I consult with people and, you know, they contact me within the first, you know, 30 minutes of our conversation, I, I can tell whether or not it's going to be a good fit. And, you know, unbundled or limited scope or the virtual model is not appropriate for every case. I mean, if there is domestic abuse, if there's, you know, substance abuse, if there's, you know, issues where you really need an attorney to, to be, if there's language barriers, you know, and you need an attorney in court with you, I, I would not take a case like that. So Liz, I have a question for you. Um, you have created something here that is maybe not something that everybody is um, used to or has experienced did you have to like go to a bank and go through an exercise of trying to draft documents to create a company? Um, what is that experience like? And because you're online, how does that differ from like having a brick and mortar? 
oh, well, my practice management software, which, like I said, I learned about, you know, the about certain ones that would have something called a client portal. And if you go to my website, you'll see, you know, I have a client portal login. And that's one thing that Brooke had talked about this past summer. And that's what something I looked into in 2014, that you need a secure way to, you know, send messages back and forth to people if you're, you know, a virtual attorney and a secure portal to, that's the same type of grade as, you know, doctor's offices have. I mean, they have portals now too, where you can log in and see your health information that's protected. And so because of, you know, our confidentiality and our um, responsibility, you know, rules here in Oklahoma, our ethical responsibilities, we have to be very careful, you know, with our client communications and our client documents. So that portal is a really good way to keep our conversations with our clients and, well, my conversations with my clients and uh, my documents, you know, secure for my clients. So it gives them an, an opportunity, you know, to message not through email, which, you know, is pretty easily, you know, accessible, whereas a, a, having a way to secure it, you know, is something that's really been helpful. So as someone in, in this group that uh, regularly connects with people via this software to do the podcast that are all over the place, <clears throat> have you had experiences, this is from a technical point of view, where people are having a virtual uh, consultation session with you, whether it's through Skype or whatever modality you choose, uh, do you find that people want appreciate that capability, and do they have difficulty with it? If they're not, you know, if they're not used to that sort of interaction, how do you go about conducting a virtual consultation, and uh, what are some things you've learned from that in the time that you've had it up and running? Well, I find people have been really receptive to it, because like I said, we can meet in the evening, we can meet on weekends, they can be in the comfort of their own living room or their own office, and um, those... I, and our virtual sessions with the software that I use um, through my practice management software, I I can record our you know our conversations so that later they don't have to. I mean, lots of times you know I've been in meetings with clients where they have to write things down and they worry and they have to you know email back or call and say what did you say about this. I send them the video so that they can watch it if you know if they need to go through you know what are the notes what are the steps and on top of that I mean I, I do give pretty detailed instructions, you know, with their documents. It tells them not only, you know, how to file this document, what the filing fee will be, but it's it's right down to this is where you should park for this courthouse. Um, please, you know, be prepared. There's a, um, you know, there may be a line, so go early. Uh, here's the phone number if you need, you know, to call to make sure that they're, you know, accepting agreed divorces on that day. Um, so, but as far as the you know, the video consultation and the virtual consultation, I've heard nothing but you know, really good things That's about really it. That's really convenient. It's nice for everybody that you don't have to like go out and visit with these people, intrude on their home. You know, um, you guys can plan it out ahead of time and you've just got this video interaction and then they get to save it. That's perfect. Yeah, especially in a world where everybody's like, I need this now. I need an answer now. While you can't always do it now, you can still be a lot more receptive in a personal, uh, professional way than a lot of other firms may be able to. You know, I, you know, you can't just show up at the door and hopefully talk to a lawyer, whereas this dedicated time with that comfort, it's, I think, is brilliant. pretty powerful. Um, the medical um, field um, is trying to figure out how to do this and, you know, where the doctor is giving you a diagnosis over a, a chat or over a, um, you know, a video chat. That's just remarkable. And it's where the world is headed. So it's, 
you are kind of pioneering this, whether it was you first or not. Um, the fact that you've got this out there is pretty great. Thank you. The Well, I, as far as I know, I'm the first one in Oklahoma to do it. That's why I called myself the Oklahoma Internet Lawyer. Hell yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> anyone else in Oklahoma doing it. It's a little hard to get the word out to let people know I am a real lawyer. You know, I, I'm not, you know, some cartoon that and I'm not someone posing as a lawyer. Like I'm a real lawyer. I still have the same responsibilities. I, ha I still have the same ethical duties as every other lawyer. Um, if I can help you, I'd love to help you. But just trying to market it you know, on a virtual platform, it's just, it's a little bit different than, you know, than most brick and mortar so you're gonna let us attorneys know. in town. You're going to let so us know when you do the, the first billboards on highways, right? <laughs> sure. Or, or, or host a, a barbecue cook-off or something like that. We'll be down there. We'll come down. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's, let's talk about marketing. How are you marketing something like this since it's such a, brave new world of, of, of law firms. Are you, are you purchasing spots on Facebook? Are you planning on creating video stuff for YouTube? How, what, what kind of things have you, have you thought about? What kind of things have you enacted? Uh, what kind of things have people suggested to you? Oh, well, I've had, like maybe being on a podcast or something like, I don't know. I know. I love it. But, um, I've had lots and lots of calls, you know, from, from sales reps wanting so much per month or thousands of dollars up front. And I'm like, I look, you know, I'm a teacher. I make teacher money, you know, but you know, I'm, I'm trying really to help people with my, with my, law firm because I'm also a lawyer. And so what I found that's been pretty, pretty much the most helpful is just I've I've signed up for Google My Business. I've, you know, I'm on Justia because they make sure, you know, they Justia checks that you are a member of the bar and that you're in good standing. And um and then also, you know, I just I on Facebook I am purchasing ads and they're like three bucks a pop, you know, or three dollars a day. It's pretty um it's pretty cheap to do that. And I have had, you know, some, some really good traffic from just marketing, you know, in that way, just because I feel like I am a virtual firm, I have to be able to market online. Um, I'm not, I'm not about to, oh, I'm not about to like spend thousands of dollars though on, you know, Google AdWords and things like that, because I don't know that that's really the market that I'm, I, that I'm, looking at really I, I'm trying to help people who are in that like you know about 80% of us that yeah I have I have enough money to eat and get by but I don't really want to spend all of it um, all of it on attorney's fees <laughs> you know Plus what I mean you might get like a right. thousand people yep. contacting you all at once and um, boy that would be something right <laughs> Well, I mean, frankly, too, the people that uh, try to sell you Google AdWords don't really understand how it works either. So, right, right. Yeah, John, you've had that experience of just getting a sense of uh, trying to sell something with no knowledge whatsoever, just thinking it's a product that you sell without. I've had that experience knowledge. as well. So I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I would assume something like this will benefit greatly from. One, the thing you keep talking about, right? The service you're providing someone, the comfort level you're giving them, that then becomes a very powerful word of mouth marketing campaign where, you know, hey, you need something done. Oh, I just I just had this done. You know, Liz took care of me. Here's her number. Here's her card. Here's her website. 
um, those things will probably carry farther than than I always gave them credit for being uh, in terms of word of mouth. So, uh, yeah, we'll be excited to see how that grows. Well, sure. I mean, if you're looking to hire an attorney, you're going to ask you're going to ask your closest friends, your relatives, you know, do you know of someone that, that you would recommend? And I still, I still think, you know, most of my business still comes from that. It's word of mouth. I take care of my clients. And then, you know, when they have a friend or a loved one that needs help, they typically, you know, will, will reach out because so-and-so referred them. Um, That's why it's a, it's a little different marketing online because would I be super comfortable hiring someone I don't know that hasn't been recommended to me? Probably not. And I, so I don't blame people for not doing that. But I also think that, you know, people need to understand that this is a service that's available to them. They shouldn't have to, you know, go into a huge amount of debt, especially if they're, if, if they go through, you know, a divorce or a, family law matter, a custody battle or something. I mean, they, they shouldn't have to let that ruin them financially. What would you say, um, kind of getting a sense of when you're looking for a lawyer for certain services, what would you say is one of the bigger misconceptions people have about lawyers, especially for ones that are uh, processing things like this? They're, I find them to be very confusing, you know, especially estate planning or, you know, power of attorney or anything like that, what, what is a general misconception that you've come across that people come to you with or that you've heard anecdotally about lawyers? The, probably the biggest misconception I see in family law is that if someone is a bulldog attorney, if they're super aggressive, that they're going to be a better lawyer. Um, I found that to be completely opposite in the practice. Um, the lawyers who actually, you know, are are reasonable people. <laughs> They're, you know, the the best lawyers I I have worked with in in the Tulsa bar is have been you know very very smart, very reasonable, very collected, extremely professional. Um, they know the law, they argue it well, but they're not um, emotionally yeah, I want to out of control. That. Um, I work with a bunch of attorneys. I think the world, the layperson, has seen too many movies and too many television shows, and that it's, you know, what's mm-hmm. on TV is not reality. Um, the folks I work with uh, in, in my work are fantastic. They're regular individuals that are um, focused and skilled in a field, just like anybody. Uh, and they do great work based on the what they've been learned and, you know, what their skills are. So um, I would second that in, in that... Um, it shouldn't be scary to talk to a lawyer. Um, and I can vouch for Liz, Elizabeth, that um, she's a great individual. I've known her a long time and she's very approachable and she'll look out for you. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> she knows a thing or two about math. That's Wait my experience with Liz in a professional That's capacity. <laughs> Past that, it was. Past that, it was probably 1996 since the last time we saw She knows a thing then, or two so about how to play the go. cello, too, as That's... I recall. And I want to know, are you still playing? <laughs> not anymore, John. <laughs> of course not. Jason, my brother, he he ha- handed me a an electric bass. And, John, I thought of you. Um, he handed, nice. He handed me an electric bass this past summer. And he said, come on, I'll play the guitar and you can play bass. And I, I can't remember 
anything, not even a note. Oh, no. it's, too, it's too sad, but I haven't played oh, since no. high school. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> saxophone, I can see it right now. It's sitting in the corner. Uh, it needs to be repaired. And I tried to play it a few <laughs> years ago. And yeah, you just you lose it if you don't use it. It's unfortunate. I got no pipes anymore. Oh, yeah. It's a muscle, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I oh, haven't. Yeah. I haven't played since <laughs> shit four o'clock. Putting this <laughs> shut up, John. John. We were actually talking about that. I, I played. A few, I, blew, I blew a couple notes on my trumpet a few few months ago. Did you? Yeah, I could still trombone. It's not you're not you're just remembering the the positioning as opposed to embouchure or anything like that. You can make some noise. You still get it. Can you still how. just do the? Yes, I can. I can yeah. still do that. There you go. There you go. We were actually talking about perishable skills. I was helping my oldest uh, prepare for a test tomorrow. We were quizzing him on um, eighth grade government stuff about, you know, branches of the government and talking about federalism and all this stuff. And I had this horrific flashback to eighth grade social studies. And it's just like a musical instrument. If you don't exercise all that knowledge, it goes fast. Mm -hmm. It goes real fast. That's why. Uh, I have a lot of appreciation and I stand in awe of somebody who has that skill set that remains, especially musicians, especially, I mean, you have to, you can't sit there and hope it's going to stay. I mean, how many, I mean, out of 365 days, how many days do you play John, whether it's for yourself or for a gig? Uh, And there's probably like 14. I don't good for you. Right. Wow. Right. And those are probably days you're on airplanes. Yeah, right, probably. right. Like I didn't play that Don't much you just on get Friday. Out your travel base right. that's like really small. So yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, I've got enough bases now. You'd think I'd have one, but no, I don't. <laughs> Is that called the tied you over base? Right. <laughs> I should hold just on, have on, offices in different places now that are just full of them. I mean, I've got and enough. I can probably check those out. Right. Right. So, John, do you uh, play upright bass still? I do, but I've got an electric upright only because most of the theater pit stuff I'll do, there's no room to put the actual string bass in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember years being next to you playing upright bass. And then mm-hmm. one day you said, um, could you maybe show me like this electric guitar bass that you're playing in jazz band? And I showed you, and then after that you were just smitten <laughs> yeah i thought that thing was dumb until i started playing it yeah <laughs> interesting irony this is the definition hey mm-hmm. i'll admit that oh uh, remind me john i have to ask you a question about the civic when we're done i don't know why i'm saying this out loud but i'm gonna say it out louder anyway all right i have a question for you uh liz i have a selfish question for you sure and it's just gonna be two words and wherever it goes it goes How's Anita? Oh, my goodness. She is awesome. She came in April with her sister for my wedding. She's so cool. Just so cool. Um, We went, I took my boys who are now 15 and 11, but um, I think they were 13 and nine. Is that right? No, I'm a math. I'm a math teacher. So (laughs) yeah, that's right. Um, I took them two summers ago uh, to visit 
her and Morton and her two boys who are the same age or close to the same ages. And we, we traveled for a full month, my boys and I did, but we spent like 17 days in Norway and we traveled all over Norway up to Tromso and then um, back down, you know, to Oslo where we had originally flown in and over to Bergen. So we went North, we went, you know, to mid Norway, we went um, over to the other coast. It was just so magnificent. And I actually, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my parents were, were just worried about me. So I promised, and my dad's on Facebook constantly. So I promised him I would keep him updated. Now, Jason, do you need to explain who that Anita is that you just brought yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, as much as I want to. So Anita, uh, at the time, was Anita Vick. She was an exchange student at Waverly High School um, who all of us were friends with. She was in the band. She was in the jazz band. Um, What's the problem with us? And- yeah, she. I I was privileged enough to have her as my date for prom at the time, uh, but then I don't. Did, were you guys friends immediately, Liz, or did you guys connect like secondarily or afterwards? I, I never figured out that connection. Oh, I remember the day I met her. I was walking um, out through the band room after orchestra in the morning, and I saw this girl like standing in front of the mirror, kind of fixing her hair, and I thought to myself. She has the most beautiful hair. And so it just came out. I just let it come out of my mouth. And I share this story with um, my students now. And I said, you know, you never know just how one compliment. I mean, that took me no effort at all. I just let what I was thinking come out of my mouth. I said, you have the most beautiful hair. And she said she was feeling so homesick and just so sad and so scared because she you know, didn't know hardly anybody. It was like in September, beginning of the year. And she said immediately, you know, she was so grateful that I just gave her a compliment and talked to her because she said, I'm just a foreigner. And, you know, the fact that you said something nice to me just made me feel welcome. And um, she said, oh, thank you so much. And then I I recognized she had an accent and we just started talking and I asked, where are you from? And we were just best friends from that moment on. That's cool. And we have been friends for a lifetime. So I'm grateful. I remember one time you and I were hanging out when you were living in uh, Grand Ledge and we happened to be in your kitchen and she had called or you placed a call to her. Uh, so this would have been 95, 96, maybe. Um, I think that was the last time I, I talked to her. But I, I've also, uh, like Josh, followed all the connections and travel and exploits. Uh, the reason that it came up is uh, in the spring, I'll be as close to Norway as I've ever been in my entire life. Uh, but still too far away to to connect with her. So I just thought it was kind of kind of cool. And at some point, it'd be fun to reconnect. And I have no idea whom she would remember and if it would be anything of anything. So kind of neat, though, that you guys have maintained such a strong friendship over all the years. And yeah, where are you going in the yeah. spring? Uh, Amsterdam, uh, the Netherlands, and Belgium. Oh, wonderful. There. That would be wonderful. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she- she would love to catch up with you. I know they come actually to the U.S. Um, more often than you know. I can uh, head that way, but um, they've they've gone to Orlando a couple times. We met up in Miami last fall, so we went to Miami for just a long weekend and met them there. No kidding. Yeah, so I'll let you know when they're back. I'm trying to get get them to come back to Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I'm not so sure I can <laughs> I can convince her to make that trip again. <laughs> Well, I mean, that you guys do have uh, Elmer's barbecue and Jenks right there. It's not a terrible thing. So I'm not sure that's big of a draw. Especially yeah, oh, it's Norway. pretty good. <laughs> it's right. Now, 
I'd fly from Norway to this place. That's how good it is. <laughs> I don't think you would. Have you been I to Norway? I totally would. I, I don't. For somebody who just said he's going to be his first time out of the country, legitimately, not talking said, Canada or Mexico that are our neighbors. No, 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 no. I said I would, not that I have. I would. <laughs> I don't think you would. I don't I, think I, you would. You're lying. I don't think I'm lying. Well, let's ask I, a lawyer. I, unless you ship well, in, the ship it, then I don't have Anita to. Anita came this. to Michigan. Right. So. Maybe wait, Tulsa wait, wait, wait. is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she had a choice, though, in the matter on that. Maybe she had never been to any place in the U.S. and thought Michigan looked nice because it was a mitten. Oh, no, she Maybe. did not have a choice. She she had Hollywood and L.A. in her you know little 18-year-old mind. <laughs> That's what she thought. Or New York yeah, City. So. She, she missed. Yeah, that was, missed yeah. Yeah. That was a when way outside had- pitch there. Yeah, since right. she ended up in Lansing, she was she was sorely disappointed. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd be sad too. <laughs> but hopefully, it was a good experience for her. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like if you think it's, it's sad in September, you just wait till we get no. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, but I think she, I have to believe that she has other friends or had a good experience, and if not. We all take our blame. Oh, she wouldn't trade it for the world. We've talked at length about it. She said, you know, she was disappointed because she thought, what is this? It's not L.A. It's not Hollywood. It's not New York City. (laughs) But when she, you know, got to know people and got to have the experience, we've actually talked about um, having her oldest son um, come live with us for a year. And she would really she really hopes that he chooses to do that so that he can see, you know, what a what How American cool life and be? American schooling is like. And what a happy accident. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Generational connection. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. That's pretty awesome. Pretty dang awesome. Yeah, and I thought if I could be his teacher <laughs> at school, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That'd be so amazing. <laughs> so we'll see. He's He is the same. Well, he's this, a little bit older than my oldest, so he's 15 and a half, I believe. So we'll see what. What happens by the time he gets to be 18, if he still wants to come to the America? See, that sounds so old to me. And then I go, wait, my oldest is 14. So yeah, maybe not. Uh, I had to stop chuckling earlier, way earlier in the podcast when you kept saying the word justice, uh, Liz. Whenever I hear the word justice, I think of uh, my daughter, Josh, maybe oh, you can relate yeah. the, uh, the um, store. store the- yes. Mm. Except, except whenever I see it as like we're gonna go shopping at Justice because no. it's totally the opposite of anything that would have that kind of voice. But Justice sells lots of pink things and bows, and Justice is way overpriced, but we buy the stuff anyway at Justice. Just, nice. Every time you said it, I couldn't. I I had to mute so many times. I was so your fifteen year old that you mentioned Liz justice, is that Clay? <laughs> Sorry. That That's Clay. Yes, he's a freshman in high school now already. I know. Yeah, well, your and girls Mallory's are getting 12, old too. Well, how about I remember when Clay and Mallory were having so much fun in Chicago in that pizza restaurant that I had to I had to take Mallory out and have a conversation with her for a minute. Oh my god! Yeah, she she thinks she's fifteen. <laughs> that's what we're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Clay. Clay feels yeah, he's an adult and needs to have and, a say you know, in everything. But... So I try and give her her space or whatever, and some more responsibility. But oh, sure, she's got a ways to go yet. 
Oh yeah. So we're getting uh, we're getting close to the end of our show today, but Liz, I want to ask you a, a silly question, and and I'll kind of see if anybody else wants to chime in on this. But uh, uh, more more than one person on the show tonight has mentioned uh, that people have seen too many movies and too many TV shows when it comes to their understanding of the law or how lawyers behave or whatever it is. Cause it's almost always criminal stuff. It's never family law, right? That's not, I don't know if that would be an interesting show or not about a family lawyer, regardless. Um, do you have a personal favorite, um, celebrity style lawyer or, or character from a movie or show or book that, uh, every time you read, you mean it, you, just kind of your your fandom towards someone who is a lawyer by trade in the uh, in the performance arts world. I don't know. I mean, I watched a ton of Law and Order, uh, like all through like college. I mean, my college days, and then even after and before I went to law school. And now I can't stand it. Like I can't get through an episode. <laughs> oh, really? I I. You know, I just loved it, but nope, I can't anymore. It's kind of like, you know, the ER doc that can't watch ER, like yeah. um, Chicago Med yeah, or ER or Chicago Med or any of those because it's just, it just seems so outlandish. I, now we're all old, Lance. Yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> okay, now you're getting real old, Lance. Careful there. That's Care your parents watching Deep cut. <laughs> Deep I watch St. Elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't heard that uh, forever. Most, yep. I always just say that with Hill Street Blues and then the Stephen Boschko thing. Anyway, <laughs> oh my goodness! I, so I assume the same thing happens to John watching somebody play like Guitar Hero or something like that. Well, I mean, Guitar Hero is not even anything at all. That's basically just playing Simon, but it's on a guitar. I just call it mashing buttons and praying to God it looks cool. Well, I mean, that is. I mean, that's basically playing Simon on a right. guitar. <laughs> It is like, Simon. but no, but no, I mean, most of the time, Jay on, um, we watching music stuff. I don't even bother because there's, it's e- too easy to tell how out of, out of their element they are because they're just wrong. I wonder about that on music videos. Like even a band that's d- for shooting a video for their own song is the actual guitar player and bass players playing the actual song or at least oh, yeah. fingering the actual song. Yeah. They're playing along to a track. But yeah, yeah, they're doing that. I mean, you're t- you were talking about somebody playing something in movies. Like I remember the best one about this was uh, Coyote Ugly when it, one of the scenes where the girl's like playing music or something, and she's got this thing on this keyboard, and you listen to the music, and it's got the music is extending, and as she's <laughs> playing the thing, as the music goes up, her hands go really down the editing. keyboard, <laughs> like com- you know, it's just one of those. I'm like, right. Well, again, if you're not a musician, you're not going to catch it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's stuff like that that they would have thought looked great, but you know, you would have had somebody on site that have been like, "Look, that's no, that's completely wrong." Right. 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 Well, I do want to. Well, Liz- I do want to tell you, like, yeah. there's definitely shows where the law is good. Um, I I did like watching The Good Wife when it was on because I thought their legal arguments were good. Um, because the law typically, you know, was was pretty close to the actual law but um Mm. what kills me is on those shows they have to resolve their conflict in an hour and so i think that really really you know hurts that you know perception that a lawyer is going to be able to to help you you know through your entire legal matter like in an hour and that just doesn't happen or that you're you're 
entire divorce is going to be you know completely resolved in a week and that doesn't happen i mean there there are definitely statutory requirements you know here in oklahoma where you have to yeah. have a waiting period and there's lots of things that have to get done so um so that's part of you know my service too is just explaining in the law to people and explaining the procedures you know to people so that they don't have that misconception and that fear of what to expect. Yeah, there's a lot of commercial breaks yep. when it comes to the yeah. divorce, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, no, I mean, both, like, like both ironically with, and um, unironically, like Liz was saying with the the um, timelines and things. That was like the biggest thing with my uh, consultation with my divorce lawyer was really going over a timeline. So, so it would be one of those that you had a legitimate. Um, you didn't have any preconceived notions of like, why is this taking so long? He's like, look, you have kids. This is at least six months. Mm -hmm. At least that's what the state declares. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those at that point, you can kind of figure out what you can do and not do. And that kind of made it a little easier to get through everything because you're like, oh, well, this is only three months. Even if everything was buttoned up right now, there's no way anything would get done. So yeah. Yeah. And it gives some it gives my clients, I find, you know, some peace knowing, okay, if you got kids in Oklahoma, it's 90 days. So I give them, I, you know, give them the, the same type of deal, the same outline. This is what you, you can expect. These are the things you can do that you can't do. And sometimes, you know, they have questions. Well, if we need access, you know, to these funds, well, yes, we can make that happen through, you know, some temporary orders and things like that. But, um, right. Basically, and I'm going to use the word again, Jason. Don't laugh. If you do laugh, just go, go ahead and. and <clears throat> I'm, ready. Justice. I'm ready. I'm but, ready. But you know, justice. people. I think access to justice, you know, justice. includes having a fair chance to be heard. And you know, right. regardless of how much money you know a person has, they do have the right to be heard. And that's why I call it, you know access to justice. And that's what limited scope services and my virtual practice, you know, tries to, to provide to people. So besides the Oklahoma internet where else can people find you in the uh, world of the web? Wow. On the internet. I have no idea why I just <laughs> the said world of the web. Yeah. I I'm telling you. I, the worldwide web. Online. Okay. <laughs> the wah, 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 wah. Wow, wow. Well, my firm, the, the Oklahoma Internet Lawyer, is actually a trade name. My firm is the Hutto Law Firm um, because my firm, my name is actually Elizabeth Dick. That's my new married name, um, and my you know first married name was Elizabeth Hutto. So I, my my firm name is the Hutto Law Firm. So you can find me under the Hutto Law Firm or the Oklahoma Internet Lawyer, or on Facebook at Elizabeth Dick or the Oklahoma Internet Lawyer, um, or on Instagram. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm um, on LinkedIn. So, you know, I'm on all those platforms and, I'm, and you can Google if you're, you know, anywhere near Oklahoma, I should, you should be able to find me. Perfect. Well, I want to extend my thanks to, to Liz for joining us on the episode tonight. And uh, of course, my thanks to Lance and John and, and welcoming back in Josh for being a part of this little adventure today. Um, I, I got a lot of things answered that I had new knowledge of before, but uh, I really, uh, I will agree with Josh wholeheartedly that I appreciate what you're doing for people and giving them access to services justice. that they need to justice. No, I just hear the, 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 it's, it's the bad TV commercials that I know you're not going to be a part of Liz, the, you know, the, are you interested in family law, divorce, estate planning, <laughs> look no further than the Oklahoma internet lawyer. 
and Elizabeth Dick. And she's like, I, and I see you're going, guys, I didn't sign up for this. This is not the, and then they cut away from you. It'd just be a bad uh, All right, I'll try and stay away from that. that yeah, please yeah. do. Please, and definitely don't ask me to write the script because holy crap, I would take the whole thing down in one follow school. Uh, everybody, if we don't talk before, I hope you guys have a great holiday season coming up. And uh, for the guys, if I don't talk to you before, I'll catch you in the next. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Justice.